June 16, 2023. It's a lot for Pedro show. coming one by one the old cow chewing on the caraway bun the animals are coming two by two the elephant and the kangaroo oh the animals are coming three by three the bear and the bug and the bumblebee oh the animals are coming four by four the old hippopotamus stuck in the door the animals are coming five by five the sea animals did arrive hallelujah 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 to the lamb Oh, the animals are coming, six by six, the hyena laughing at the monkey's tricks. The animals are coming, seven by seven, the old fat pig said, who that shevin? The animals are coming, eight by eight, Noah hollered out, shut that gate. Oh, the animals are coming, nine by nine, thus the animals did arrive. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah to the Lamb. And I missed number 10. Oh, the old lark blew its whistle then, and nobody knew where they was at till the old lark bump on every rat. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah to the Lamb.
Lot for Pedro Show. Happy Friday. Happy Bloomsday. Happy B Day to Raymond Pettibo. Yes. Started off the show with uh, John Coltrane doing Mr. PC. You know who that is, people. Paul Chambers. Live excerpt from Birdland 1963. I think Richard Workman's on the bass. No. Jimmy Garrison. That was that 60 stuff. Yeah, 61 stuff. Straight, Watt. Okay. Rich Hosh after that with the earliest musical memory. This too must have a title. He didn't give it to me. But he's here in person due to those Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention. Welcome aboard, Rich Hosh. Happy to be here. Yeah, where are you talking to me from, Rich? Lawrence, Kansas. Lawrence, Jayhawks. <laughs> Rock chalk. Yeah, we know it. 100 points, Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. Yeah, a little cherry feeder, but it'll do, <laughs> it'll do. Look, you, you, does that tune I just play have a fucking title, the thing that I don't you, know. I don't know. That's just, uh, you know, uh, my bops sang it to me when I was a kid, you know, in the shower or whatever. So I, I don't know what it's called. Okay. He never told you. Anyway, the shower song. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Now, b- uh, b- besides that earliest musical memory, can I ask you if the pad you grew up in had musical instruments? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, we had a piano that actually, I think my pops. Uh, he did HVAC stuff, and I think he traded somebody a furnace for the piano. So we had a uh, piano, and then um, yeah, my my dad sang, my brother Josh uh, sings, uh, and then yeah, we did musical theater uh, with my mom. I mean, Josh, my brother, which I included a song. Uh, he's got he's got glorious pipes. So yeah. But we we all we all took piano lessons as kids. Yeah, let me ask you about that. Was it the piano lesson ordeal, or was it a good thing? What do you mean? Because I've had a lot of people on the show that almost quit music because of the piano lesson experience. No, honestly, Mike, that was the thing. My mom and I joke about it. Whenever I had to go practice, she said I would, you know, go uh, to the bathroom and I'd be in there for a while. So it it took. Like initially, I mean, I think I was probably in third grade or something. And I, you know, I mean, what, I learned how to uh, read and write music, but I, I was pretty bored with it. So I, I asked to play saxophone. And, yeah. Well, okay. At school, let me ask you about school. Were you in the choir, the marching band, shit like that? Uh, um, I was in, uh, I guess, the school band, yeah, in uh, middle school and, uh, yeah, junior high. What alto sax tenor? Yes, alto. Alto. Yeah. John Coltrane yep. was first on that. Well, he's first on clarinet. Uh, let me ask you this: first record you bought with your own money, please, Rich. Um, I probably I don't know some forty five, some uh, you know, I guess early eighties. I don't know. I really like Stevie Wonder. A Stevie Wonder single. Okay. Look, it's a Watford Pedro show. There's no wrong answers. There's no hard questions. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm sorry. It's okay. First gig you saw. Um, I mean, we'd go to concerts with my folks, but I remember 
my brother took me to see Edie Brickell. Okay. Now, uh, after school, not graduating, but in the afternoon, did you get into the garage band, bedroom band, basement band thing? Maybe with your brother, right? No, I actually, honestly, I didn't. I was, I really liked playing uh, basketball and uh, my brother, Josh, like I said, he got, he has pipes and he was in the Cincinnati boys choir. And then uh, I think uh, when I, in high school, I didn't, I actually didn't, uh, I mean, I had my horn with me, but I just didn't play uh, in, until college. So I, you know, until I met Derek Headboggle, but uh, yeah, so there's, you know, a few years there where I wasn't necessarily playing. Okay, so in college, you still had your sax from school. You graduate school, you go to college, then you bring the sax. Yeah, yeah, and, and honestly, Mike, I hadn't played in you know, like I hadn't, I had been in the school bands or whatever in middle school and junior high. Yeah, and then Derek and I met like uh, fall of freshman year, and I hadn't, I had never been in, in a band or anything, and uh, you know, I mean you've been working with him and he's, he's just something else. So he, he really encouraged me. Uh, and, uh, you know, he liked the fact that I played horn, um, but then encouraged me to play, uh, you know, pick up guitar and bass. And, um, do yeah. You guys, do you remember Rich the first time you and him played together? Uh, I don't know if I can remember the first time, but I definitely have very, you know, uh, a number of fond memories. I mean, it was a wild, well, what was the situation? Was a, what were you guys in the same dormitory or a same classroom? How did how did you meet? Uh, we met down at the radio station. We were both going for a, oh, a job okay. down there. That makes sense. Uh, that makes sense. So you guys each had a, <laughs> each had a show. Uh, yeah. Well, and eventually, and and we actually, I mean, one of one of my memories is us, you know, playing live on one of the shows. But I mean, it, it wasn't even you know, I liked music and we kind of connected on the types of music we liked. And then, uh, yeah, he, then I was just like, Oh, wow. This guy can like, he's just, he could play stuff. And so, you know, it was, it was pretty wild to, um, you know, I think when he was on your show, he talked about his being in a band from high school. And I think he was part of that band. But, uh, you know, when I met him, I was just like, Oh, this guy's obviously like, I just immediately was like, he, you know, like I want to support whatever he's doing. And I kind of, I feel like I, I was sort of the engine in terms of like, you know, we put out a seven inch and, you know, did shows. And that was all like, I was just like, I'm going to, you know, essentially hitch my coattails, you know, hit like, uh, he's so talented. So I was just like, this is pretty fun to be in a band with him. And when you first played, it was, it was just you two. It wasn't a a combo. Uh, I mean, we had some friends that were, uh, you know, we were looking for drummers and, you know, drummers are, uh, a dra- you know, like um, most of them overplay or whatever. And finally, we've, you know, we found our buddy, uh, Jason Poe. And uh, um, yeah, he he was uh, he's the best. Yeah. OK. OK. And do you remember the first what would you call it? Uh, detour. Okay, so you remember the first Detour gig? Yeah, I, I do, and that was before Jason. I, I think the first one was probably at Earlham College where Derek and I met, and it was in uh, the basement of one of the dorms. I think my dorm, actually, and it was the venue was called the Blue Dolphin or whatever. And, I, you know, I certainly did not include any of that 
recording because it's like it's mortifying. I mean, I I I had you know I I I don't really play music out live or whatever, and so I was like, I didn't know what I was doing, and I think Derek grew up playing like performing piano as a kid, so he was he was a little more comfortable, but you know, we were pretty nervous and we were playing mostly original music. We did a Jonathan Richmond cover and a beat happening cover, but the rest were songs, you know, he or I had written. So. And would you consider the gig a success? <laughs> uh, we had a lot of fun. That's pretty successful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They didn't throw shit. Did they? Or maybe that's what you wanted. Well, there's definitely some heckling, you okay. know, um, but it was it was a bunch of uh, of our friends. So it was it was a lot of fun. And we, you know, we kept doing it. Like I said, it was, it was something where I was like, oh, you know, I mean, the couple of tunes I included, the detour songs are ones that Derek wrote. And I just, you know, it was like this guy, he's something else. So, you know, it was always like in service of his tunes. But he happens to be such a sweet sort of humble, generous fella that like he, you know, he would encourage me to write songs. And then Jason uh, Poe, uh, the drummer, like we'd switch instruments. And it was a very, very sort of like egalitarian situation. Oh, so you, you traded sax for drums. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, I played bass in the band, and then, but then we'd switch. If I was, you know, had written a song on guitar, Derek would get on bass. And then, you know, there's only a couple songs where I'd bust my horn out for, um, but uh, I thought know. that's what Derek Doug was your horn. Uh, I, he, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, he's hard, you know, he just encourages whatever I'm doing in a way that like, doesn't make totally make sense to me. Cause I mean, at the time, I mean, I still feel like my line is, you know, do you play any instruments? It's like, I pl I'll play anything I can get my hands on just nothing very well. You know, so it's like I just like messing around with stuff. So and you know, very well or very poorly, there's a spectrum there. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's, again, right. I think right. it's uh, having fun and and being engaged with it. Like you it's know? like saying, you know, that's a real good story, but your handwriting. I mean, give me a fucking. Break. <laughs> okay, look, you gave me this uh, this uh, come on, come on theme tune. Let's listen. <laughs>
die just to watch him fight to the end, to the death you bet. Probably got one pit bull for pet. Half gelded almighty hugged nightly, saved from bait just to make, just to masturbate. Half gelded almighty hugged nightly. Saved from pages to masturbate To the manger born Didn't ask shit to be born Now I'm little Jesus Like I'm better than Don't want to be part
every breath from my lung and every word from my tongue and every song that's to be sung as long that I'm rocking with ya, yeah, 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 yeah. Shotgun crack, get the fuck out while you still can, boy. I read the words of the father. 
Watch for Pedro Show. Start off that chunk of music with Commands and Commands theme tune. Then we had Sock Tech. This is a project I got with Raymond Pettibo, birthday boy. Six, <laughs> six, six today. He's got me beat by six months. Love you, Raymond. That's the wonder of the thing from the second release from Sock Tech. We're working on a, another album right now. Folk implosion after that. Lou Barlow had to find out. Originally from Ohio. Yeah, everybody thinks Western Mask is a dinosaur, but Lou told me he was actually born in Ohio. Montana Roberts. With yeah, that was had to find out. Montana Roberts, different thing, or different rings. I'm sorry. I guess she's going to be doing this uh, new uh, trippy performance in England. Uh, DTR and Mike Watt. This is from you, Rich. AI Joe, in parentheses, fairy, because there's actually two AI Joes in the new uh, DTR and Mike Watt release. Model Home. After that, with Feathers. Great band from D.C. area. Jason Cutthroat. He got this Casio keyboard, people, and laid down the slide guitar and has been going to town man alone mode. Beautiful. And finally, Z-Back and the Stinkfoot Brothers. Riders on the Horn. This is quite a whale. Uh, enlighten us to this here, Rich. Uh, yeah, I just, um, that was my, my brother, uh, Jake, who, you know, mastered the, is the DTR Mike Watt stuff. Uh, and his, he's got a band movieola. He was out a few months ago, actually for, uh, with my dad and my brother, Josh for a Jayhawks game. And, uh, we just got down in the studio a little bit and my friend Zach came through and, uh, heck of a horn player. And I mean, the, the, you know, he, it really is. It's one of those things where my brother, Jake, he writes tunes or whatever. And so he doesn't improv a ton, but we just got, you know, uh, I like sort of doing spontaneous stuff. And Zach is just, he's kind of extraordinary. You can just start doing whatever. And he gets on, you know, he gets on board and then just elevates it. Yeah. But this is like more recent. Yeah. That was just a couple months ago. That was Jake on keys and uh, okay. myself on drums and well, zach on horn let's go back though because I'm, I'm curious about your journey through music so we're still at we're still at the college right and we just did a gig at a basement in the dorm yep it was a success what happens to you musically after that we just kept playing this detour you know i again it was something that i was like i'd be pounding the pavement uh trying to get a shows just at you know uh and other friends college friends uh there's a place i ended up uh in oxford ohio with jason poe and there was a place called honeycomb hideout where we play shows with i just saw jason poe a couple weeks ago he's in cincinnati and he said we opened for brainiac i don't remember that but uh you know there's a whole like you're talking about the ohio oh brainiac singular because we had a brainiacs in the you know hollywood punk scene 70s okay yeah and yeah, they, they would switch base and drop. I remember they were friends of like the suburbs and suburban lawns and people like that. So uh, when you guys moved, you and the drummer man, Jason, you guys moved to another part of Ohio. Der- is that when Derek goes to the city, uh, San Francisco? No, he was. So Derek and I met in Earlham in Richmond, Indiana. And then uh, 
we all, I mean, we met for a semester and then I, I went to Ohio to finish college and he moved up to Columbus for a minute and then out to San Francisco. So, okay. But the detours uh, turns into a two man band. Nope. We continued as three. I mean, we would go over and pick up Derek at Irvine, oh, or he, okay, would, he okay. would, he would come over. I mean, Oxford and Richmond are probably, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes away. So, and then a lot of our shows, Mike, were, uh, we'd play down in Cincinnati at, uh, Sudsy Malone's oh, was yeah. a club. Got to tell then, people uh, about Sudsy Malone's. Listeners, yeah. you could do your wash after sound check because <laughs> yeah, they had exactly. larger mat in that fucking pad. Exactly. I beautiful. mean, it, it, was ex- you know, it was exciting for us. We had some friends in Cincinnati and bands. There was also got- across the street, there was a guitar store with a lot of old guitars. Yeah, yeah. And then right next to that was Bogart's. Bogart's was, was kind of the, like, theater like the big time in a way. yeah pretty i corny. couldn't play cleveland for uh, cleveland cincinnati for the longest time i'd have to play across the river in newport oh down at the south gate or before after i'd play there later but uh the thompson house but but the first was jockey club okay that was this place in newport man it was beat and uh there's proctor and gamma Gamble County. Larry Fripp put up his first hustler thing there because the, they banned the Richard a Robert Maplethorpe show or something. Right. But, but, uh, so you okay? So you guys didn't practice much then. No, I mean we would. You know, we would actually we'd go over to Earlham, and I do remember practicing uh, some. But yeah, I mean it was you know uh, it was two two three chord situation where. Uh, um, we would send each other tapes and stuff and practice to that. And, you know, Jason and I would practice. And then it was, it really was a matter of uh, just being, you know, like able to keep up with Derek essentially. I mean, Jason's a phenomenal drummer as well. He's very technical. He played in marching band and stuff in high school. And so, um, yeah, I was just tagging along for the ride. You think, but some, I mean, you got learned in school with the sax. So you think some of that, but you didn't break it out much. Yeah, no, honestly, I, I didn't. I mean, I enjoy playing for sure. And, uh, you know, lately I, I like coming out of the studio and messing around with, you know, actually like practicing playing drums and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, I I, I can't say I was terribly disciplined, you know, in, in, in college and I wasn't playing in high school. But I, I still play and, you know, it, it definitely – the saxophone – I, I mean, I think as a kid, like <laughs> – I think I like playing it. You know, it makes your whole skull vibrate. It's pretty nice. And and so. then you said something about Detours recording. So was, yeah, that, that, was, that, was that like your first record ever? For sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we would, you know, we'd do cassettes of uh, live shows. But yeah, my brother Jake up in Columbus, uh, Bela had Anyway Records and was putting out Moviola stuff and Gaunt and all that. And uh, Jake was. I you know, remember he, Gaunt. I think that cat got run over on his bicycle. Yeah, yeah, he did. Pretty, pretty you know, pretty bleak uh, story. But, you know, Bela's got a book out on that stuff. But anyway, Jake was always, uh, um, you know, he got, he was involved with some friends at a, a stu- studio that they started back then in the early nineties called, I think it was called Mag- magnetic planet. And they had like a quarter inch, uh, two track. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, a new studio or whatever, but, uh, he's a sweet brother and recorded us for free. And I mean, it, there's a weird, there's kind of an interesting connection where Derek and I met in Indiana but Jake, my brother, was in a band with 
uh, one of Derek's high school bandmates from Worcester. Uh, so they, you know, there's kind of a bit, a bit of a crossover there. And people, Worcester's way over in Massachusetts. Well, Worcester, Ohio. Oh, that Worcester. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say that's kind of the hall. <laughs> the way they say it too, it's like Worcester. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I remember meeting this kid. Uh, yeah, wicked. When something's happening in Worcester, it's a wicked pisser. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question for you. What, like. How, you you seem to uh, have your own vernacular or, or way of speak. Where did where did you come up with that? Well, it's a combination. You know, I've toured a lot and stuff, but I also come from Virginia and I came to Pedro when I was nine, and so it's this weird kind of mixture. It's okay. like Georgie learning drums from both Keith Moon and uh, Billy Cobham. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> strange. Look, we're at the end of the first hour. June sixteenth, Bloomsday, twenty twenty three edition. What Pedro's your special guest? Rich House, hold tight for our two. June 16, 2023. It's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
Thank you. 
are we going to play or pose, the legend asks. Ever sideways as a front man, reluctant to give straight answers to dumb questions, he's angry at the crowd. He'd rather not be photographed. to be playing music and who can blame him he's played so long if he stumbles backwards over a monitor while berating his audience nobody thinks he will break a hip though there's little that's chaplain-esque about him anymore he plays the great american songbook as if it's soon to be his book songs for music lessons and old-timer shows i don't recognize this when some say of his own songs are worse they do and don't like them played that way. He knows there's nothing deader than last year's beat. plays and while some people like it more want to be able to say they were there to hear him play so he poses but only for so long soon he will be with the other legends monk percussive and sparse offbeat Jerry with the Baroque arpeggios and Jimmy burning his guitar. Aretha and Marvin, who could melt an audience in any key, and the not-so-famous, too, exploded stars already almost forgotten. Cherry Wayner with her popcorn eyes. Lefty Diz bending the blues on his slide. Love is love, not fade away. Right?
Pedro show and Georgie had quite a vernacular it's quite a slang in fact he could improvise that's a big jazz part of him he could come up with spiel if you needed it there Rich. okay okay we started the second hour off with what Pinochet no not Pinochet that was that dictator motherfucker <laughs> in Italiano would be Pishnota. There you go. Nota's nighttime, huh? And come out <laughs> and, uh, with uh, Sunburst. And then after that, we had Andre Vita, a U.S. guy living in Berlin with Dropsos. Keith, uh, this is something you gave me. Keith Turner and come ons with, okay, Turner. With, Tuma. Oh, it's Tuma. Yeah, fuck. You know, usually I, I print bigger because I printed too little here. It's Tuma, T-U-M-A. Sorry, uh, Keith. Akron, Ohio. And this is Musicology. Yeah, Homo Devo, people. We had Jerry a couple months on the basement. Cool. And then finally, your brother, Josh House, Toothpick, with Cabinescence. Oh, no. Before that was Eugene Chabber, Professor Eugene out of uh, uh, North Carolina. <laughs> God, I fucking space it. Durham <laughs> Grady. Durham Grady. Yeah. Uh, back to what we were saying. Yes, sir. So, uh, yeah, you have fun with the sax. No, 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 let's find out about these tunes because we didn't talk about uh, come-ons because we started the that chunk last hour off with commands and didn't even speak of them. So, and now we just did uh, three, two tunes with commands. So let's uh, find out about commands here, Rich. Yeah. So commands. That's just Derek and I. We never played any shows out live. Uh, you know, it was we would just uh, after you know when he moved out to California. That was just something that he and I would trade. You know, we would send. Uh, tapes back and forth and record stuff. I mean, there's, there's something I was going to share, you know, that we're both playing on answer machines, you know? So he moved out there in uh, San Francisco, 98, 99. And I was in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I was out in San Francisco for a minute with him. Uh, but then I, I was back in Ohio. So we would just uh, keep making music together until I'd say 2000 four or five or whatever, when the head boggle stuff started picking up steam. And like, come uh, on, it's you, you, you two are the core, but then you invite other cats and it kind of determines where come on's is at that period. Uh, 
that now that that I don't know why he's putting come ons on the stuff he sends you. Again, that's just he and I. So like if it's if it's with well, other well, people, like this, like this sunburst, what, uh, note and and then this other one, uh, Keith Tuma. Yeah, so that the the one with you two. Uh, I just put come ons because I mean that's your your composition. I mean I sent you a drum track and you you laid down the bass line. Yeah, but I played to your drums, so I don't know if it's totally my composition. Yeah, it's well, I mean, but whatever. So you 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 know uh, you put down the bass line and then Zach played on it, and then I asked Derek to put some piano on it. So I just right. called it. Well, Derek, you know, okay, Derek initiated me into that proj, and he called yeah. everything he fucking sent me. Come on, he never called that, it. He never called it head boggle. Doesn't make any sense. I don't. I don't know what's going on. I don't on either. There, but... What do I know? All I yeah. know is I get music. It's got a name on it. And I play to it. And I send it back. <laughs> now, now we're going to get to this thing. Uh, well, it's going to be next hour, but we're okay. going to get to this. Come on's that kind of chain. Well, it's like artwork for come on's, but the project's called DTR. And Mike Watt. So, you know, I guess whatever, you know, the sounds is what's important. If, what kind of name you put on it, that's like trying to come up with a genre thing. You know, it don't matter. So just for my own curiosity, I was tripping on that kind of thing. No, I think I think we just, with the naming stuff, we just try to be creative and make each other laugh. Well, what about yeah. Toothpick? That's got nothing to do with fucking come-ons, right? That's just me. Yeah. Not just you, because it says Josh Hausch. And well, so that was a song that Josh did, my brother Josh, and yeah. then he gave me the stems, and then I sort of, you know, like did all the sense stuff. And, yeah, it's a, the House yeah. Brothers. Okay. Yeah. Now, now yeah. we're going to play some Detour, which is the original band you had with Derek. Yep, and Jason Powell. Right, Jason. And as I jockeyed for position, conveyor belt was long division. I told you not to talk like that.
hill Surfing on your Smith Corona ribbon still You will have a wagon and a rubber ball And your favorite pair of worn-out overalls
lot for Pedro show that chunk of music start off a detour doing off the top then we had Dan Jones and the squids out of Kansas City Missouri not too far from Lawrence I saw he's opening for you in September or something you coming through I think yeah well I'm helping Mike beget his MSSV project and I think the bass player has something to do with the pad his bass player his squid there're not a lot of squids in the Missouri River but <laughs> he did spend some time in Eugene so Anyway, uh, Horkman and the deleted tracks. This is something you gave me. Tin ear at the five spot. Yes, sir. Enlighten us. Again, that's uh, uh, Jeremy Horkman, my friend here in town who I do play with. Uh, he's uh, Horkman. And then uh, the deleted tracks is just uh, the backing band, or, or I mean, that you know, that's Zach Pishnati. Pishnot, how do you say it? You got it right. Pishnota. Pishnota. That's yeah, Zach not, on uh, horns. Note, so. note, note. Pishnote. Yeah, yeah. Pishnote. You know, pe- 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 Pesci is fish, and note, so maybe it's night fish. I don't know. <laughs> night is it night squid or fish? No, squid would be calamari, right? <laughs> no, calamari. <laughs> right. That's how you get twenty cents a pound squid to sell for two dollars a pound. Just call it calamari. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay, okay, and and then, I mean, uh, tenure at the five spot. Uh, who who names these things? I'm sorry, that was me. I couldn't I couldn't resist. I just thought it was fun. You know, it made me laugh uh, just because it's like. So you named it after the fact. Yeah, I mean, it's just an improv. Yeah, what you guys do? You went into a studio or. A- yeah, I mean, where I'm at right now, the yeah. Lawrence uh, Public Library has just got the studio. It's got yeah. a drum set and yeah. keyboard and all that stuff. And, and, and is that where this this piece was done? Yes, sir. Okay, okay. That, that's a great resource. Remember, people, libraries used to be just books? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know what I mean? This this yeah. thing about people having a place they can go and money ain't a problem, you know, such a problem. There's equipment, there's resource. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's phenomenal. Right, right. I think people... Forget about stuff like that. Because, uh, you know, I not as much now, but I used to have lots of guests on in the old days. You know, I've been doing the show now 22 years. And they'd say, you know what? I used to check out music at the library. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's how they heard shit like wild shit like John Coltrane or, uh, you know, Bella Bartok. Well, that's where, I mean, that some of the other stuff you, you haven't played yet is where all the, you know, those guys I met, I used to work. When Derek and I were doing the come on stuff early 2000s, I worked at downtown Columbus at the library and anybody that would come up checking out. I was in the audio visual section. Anybody checking out interesting CDs, I would chat them up and just be like, hey, you know, like the guy on. Uh, I yeah, played the clumsy, the BLD or whatever, the guy playing drums. He brought up a Milford Graves. CD, yeah. And I, I was like, who the hell, you know. And so then that struck we struck up. a. You know what? You know, it reminds me of uh yeah, it reminds me of like a club gig or a record store and you meet cats like minded. Yep. Yeah. And then the ba- the upright bass player on uh Clumsy at Doddridge, Lavando, he yeah. he worked at the library with me. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Well see the connects, they're trippy that way. See what yeah. happens, we lose our public spaces, right? And then uh shit gets a little too abstract. The the person person connect is 
How is how is your local library? I don't know anything about San Pedro. You got a nice okay, community we there? Okay, we got a library. You know, we're part of the city of Los Angeles, and so we got a, a, a branch, a San Pedro branch of the Los Angeles Library. And uh, let's see, I was there about two months ago to see a, a guy actually from Toledo. Well, he was from England, then he first went to Toledo, quit drinking, and he came to Pedro to, like, try to get uh, cats uh, off the, the shit, you know, and... Uh, there was a big problem with what they called crimping. Now, up in Portland, they call it Shanghai. They get dudes fucked up. They wake up on a boat going to China as a kidnapped sailor. And wow. that this happened because you were borracho. You you know, uh, somebody slip you a Mickey or get you too drunk. And then, yeah. So this cat, and I, I saw this uh, lady give a little reading on that because I belong to the San Pedro Historical, San Pedro Bay Historical Society. And I go see shit like that because I'm interested. In, I'm not from Pedro, right? I came here when I was nine, but right. I know a lot about it. We're at the end of the second hour. June 16, Bloomsday, 2023. This is your special guest, Rich House. Hold tight, fire three. June 16, 2023. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. Reuben, Reuben, I've been thinking... On earth have you been drinking? Looks a part of selling wine. Oh my gosh, it's the pearl of the quarter. Loosely based on a picture page. Person clearance number eight. What's red all over, racket right? What's black and white and rigged to scale? Unnamed flaming little pieces. You know.
For oh, Pedro's yeah. show. Yeah. Started off the third hour with Ruben Ruben from Detour. Shit, I should have been playing this earlier in the show. Now that I know the timeline. Okay. Olaf uh, Der- Dergsloff. That's, that's a German name. Das tut mir leid. means I'm sorry. <laughs> Crack off. Then Toothpick, huh? This is you, man alone, right? Floating with yeah. Ida. Okay. Uh, something like this. How did, how, how did you put that piece together? So that was, uh, um, they had a, KU has has a music department or whatever, and they had one of those big old art, you know, like massive synths, and I got a hold of that. I think I, you know, like, I befriended a music professor, did an independent study with him or whatever. And I, I had that thing in my apartment for a while. So I would just play on it for hours. And, um, yeah, I just, uh, like I said, I don't really play music, perform live or whatever. And I, I like doing stuff on my own, but for me, it like, I like collaborating with people and having that exchange of energy and all that. So, you know, I just found it like I had a bunch of synth stuff and then I found that, that cassette 
and uh, I think it was, you know, that I, I don't know who that is, but I think she was given some sort of, um, you know, reading or something, uh, reading somebody's poems or tea leaves or whatever. And uh, I, I just you, I went, on, on her part, an unaware collab. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I hope it, you know, I, I, I feel like I, you know, ethically, I, I, I hope I, I did her you know, like was kind or, you know, yeah, cause I, I, I enjoyed you know, it. I enjoyed it. I really, I mean, I was struck by, I mean, definitely some of the stuff she said, but then I was struck by sort of how musical, uh, her voice was. And I mean, it, it definitely, it kind of, you know, it, it reminded me like all my, all my people are from Kentucky and it, she had that kind of, you know, I don't know. It, it really touched me listening to her. So she kind of inspired the piece and that's yeah, why you're for sure. For sure. And do you, do you know if her name actually is Ida? Yeah, I mean, all it said on the on the cassette was Ida something or other. So, I mean, it didn't say her last name. It just said reading by Ida. Or you know, something there's a like terrible that. joke that involves that name. No. Yeah, and the names of states. Yeah, like you to pimp Idaho. What the heck, man? That That's is a terrible, terrible joke. <laughs> That's terrible. Okay. <laughs> Try to wash that out of your fucking brain. Look, you, gave me, you gave me some clumsy. Remember, you were talking earlier about uh, clumsy, and this is live at Doddridge.
title confusion. That's where, you know, it's just like we're trying to make each other laugh. And then lately, all the stuff that I send him first, drum tracks, he changes the titles to send to you. And then I, I just sent Tori some stuff because I was confused because he had changed the title. So it's very confusing. Yeah, I, I should explain to people. I am involved with a collab. Well, f- first, let's tell what they heard. Okay, they heard live excerpt Clumsy doing live at Doddridge. Then uh, live stream of Three Days Communa. D- D- no, Damuna. Sorry. Noise University, March 15, 2023. Ides of March. Part X of X, absurd. Victoria Shen, her Japanese tour. Team Hentai, I think she called Clumsy then again with live at BLD live excerpt. So to continue on, people, both Rich here and Derek Headbobble, uh, I'm part of a collaboration. I don't know, maybe 40, 50 songs I've done with you guys, right? They send yeah, me these tracks and they ask for bass, so I played them and I send them back. Now sometimes, well, a group of them. Surface, we're going to hear next chunk of music as DTR Mike Watt. You heard me refer to that earlier. And, uh, uh, well, you, you could explain better than me. Well, we got a whole nother, you know, uh, it'd be, it'd because of your sort of, uh, you just keep churning them out or whatever. So we got a whole nother record with you that we're going to put out. But uh, prior to that, we'll be putting another one out with Derek and myself and Tori. Uh, and that was the Tory collaboration. That was just, again, Derek and I had been sharing music for years, but he was on the head boggle trip. And then I think, yeah, you know, um, I, I kind of like pop or, you know, uh, I don't know, tunes or, or something in a way where, you know, I like, I like the head boggle stuff, but it, it can be a little dissonant and all that. And, I like doing that stuff, but then uh, I think when I somehow, I don't know why or when, but I just sent, like, sent Tori something that Derek and I had done, and, and it really, I think it just uh, inspired Derek because uh, he turned me on to Tori's music, and, uh, you know, he's got, uh, Derek listens to all kinds of stuff, so, um, and turned me on to a bunch of stuff. I mean, that's how we first started hanging out. But Tori lives in Japan. He does. Yeah. Um, but he's played, he's played the States a couple times, a, a few times. And then, uh, uh, yeah, I, I got the opportunity to play with him in Detroit. Uh, I'd say 2013, 14. Uh, and when he does play out, uh, he usually has scores and invites, you know, um, he's big into, uh, uh, non, I, I guess non-professionals or amateur musicians or, you know, like people playing instruments they're not familiar with. And so it fits right into my, you know, my whole thing. <laughs> well, when you guys, when I get music from Derek, I don't know how, how you guys get together, but usually it's a drum part. Now I usually ask for them separate and have the drums separate so I can play to the drums. And there's, there's either guitar going on or a keyboard or something else. And I just pretend you guys are in the fucking pad here with me, Stu- uh, Thunderpants, Studio Thunderpants, my yeah. apartment here. And I just pretend like, you know, I'm playing with you in, in real time, you know. So it's it's uh, uh, I just let my first reaction hit me and I respond to it. So that's how I do it like that. I don't really uh, 
you know what I mean? Uh, oh, I got to go back and redo that. Or no, that was the wrong approach. I, I just honestly react to it. And that's where I was that moment when I heard your music and that gave you that response. Are you able to, I'm just curious. So, you know, cause like, uh, do you come up with a line you like and then, and then try to lay that down or, you know, no, I start playing to you. Well, I just start well, that, playing to you. And it's I mean, mainly the drum. I mean, I'm listening for some harmonic cues with the, uh, either guitar or keyboard, but I'm actually listening. I'm trying to get the groove of the drum. I'm really getting into this idea of the bass being not so much a four string guitar. It's more of a four string drum set. So I'm I'm trying to find where I can dance, especially with your kick drum. Yeah, I mean whatever's happening, it's it's pretty exciting and it's it's super fun. I mean, I just come down here to the studio and bang around on drums and try to. I mean, I'm not playing to a click track or anything. I'm just I try to get in, get in a headspace where I'm just uh, you know yeah, see how did. long I can keep a beat and you know it's it's pretty fun. He it's did trippy. he did give me some stuff with drum machine. And I asked him to remove that drum machine and let you, because the thing is, when you go first, right, it always kind of follows that M.O. So we were thinking about going first, you know, but then the drum machine, it's too rigid. Man, I, Mike, I've got that stuff down here and I, I have the studio the rest of the day and I, I, I'm working on it uh, to be perfectly honest with you. There's a couple of those tunes that I, I just like, I'm not like feeling they're kind of aggro or something you know but definitely uh there's a one of them i'm working on and it's as you know as you well know it's very hard to put add rhythmic elements you know to melodic or harmonic stuff in a way yeah uh, but you could you maybe know. maybe a percussion kind of thing like uh, maracas yeah. or tambourine yeah. or bells all, yeah you know yeah, with stooges stooges is so important in that early stuff with the hand claps no fun yeah. and fucking fun house yeah Ig's real good with that syncopation so it don't have to be all trap kit stuff because yeah because yeah, no, we're kind of going backwards and it is tough that's the the one that I, I'm working, you know, that I figured something out for. It's just floor tom and tambourine, you know. And I, yeah. I think of like uh, Mick Jagger with enough. the maracas. At the you end, know. you remember Frank Morgan in The Wizard of Oz? Pay no attention to that man. He was the motherfucker behind the curtain, you know. <laughs> so at the end of the day, they don't know they're hearing and the kind of rhythm, harmony, and melody that we bring. However, we got, arrive there. That's what it is. Right. Yeah. That's a little hack, though. I mean, just because I live in Kansas, you got to make a Wizard of Oz, you know, joke. Come on, man. That's a little a joke. Hack. It was not a joke. It was a metaphor. <laughs> it was a metaphor for the situation. No, I honestly. People they, get caught up into yeah. this stuff. If I only had the right gear. I mean, you have what you have, and then you try to get together with your buddies and, and build a, an expression, a piece of art. I want to yeah. thank you so much for being on the show. Whenever you want to come back on, please let me know. Really, Rich. Yeah, it was, I mean, it, it. this is a real honor, Mike. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. People, Bloomsday, 2023, 16 June. Watch for Pedro. She'll keep your powder dry. <laughs>